Welcome back, everybody, to the Hop Nation USA podcast. This is episode 154, or if I've just been calling it myself, 100 and a bunch. Uh, I am your host, Adam. With me is Steve. You haven't heard him yet, Steve. Say hello to the nice people. No. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. They don't call him the best color man in the business for nothing, people. That's right. And say, Damn. <laughs> Uh, and that other voice that you heard was Mr. Jason Zircone. Welcome back to the show. What is up, boys? How are we tonight? Tolerable. Just another day in quarantine. Ain't no big deal. You got to feel like we're on the tail end, right? Knockwood. I don't want to jinx it, but <clears throat> feels well, like we're on the down slope. Who's, for who's all of us know? that are in Allegheny County, yes. Yeah. But... Uh, for those lucky few that are still in Beaver County, Steve. Rogue County. <laughs> We're still, uh, still uh, in the red state. We're taking it into our own hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, but let's, it is a red state out here. <laughs> it is, oh, very much it always so. has been. <laughs> Uh, but yes, we're we're hopefully slowly coming out of the quarantine, hopefully getting back to our lives soon. If everybody behaves and does what we're supposed to, we'll get back sooner rather than later, I hope. Good fucking luck with all that. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But let's not get bogged down on that. This is a beer show, so let's talk about beer. Unfortunately, as usual, during these quarantine episodes, we don't have the same beers to drink together. So we have our own beers. So let's go around the mics and uh, let's see what everybody's drinking on. Uh, Jason, since you are our guest, uh, you have the honors. I am drinking my last can, one of two, and I can tell that story, Steve knows, of the uh, Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA from El Segundo ah. Brewing. It was a four-pack that Steve had muled from Ohio for me for our WrestleMania episode that we were supposed to do in person. And then when all hell broke loose and we decided to do it through the computer, we never saw each other. And then we did meet up to exchange the beer for money and i got home and i had bought some other beer that day and i dropped the four pack of broken skull on the ground two exploded oof um the other one looked like it was close so i had to leave it outside (laughs) and the one was real good so i was able to salvage the second one and that's what i'm sipping on tonight nice long-winded what are you drinking story well it's always oh damn it it's always good to have a beer that has a story behind it. Indeed. What? <laughs> All right, Steve, well, I'm going to make you talk instead of just throwing in what. So what are you Do drinking? Do you think on? you're funny? Oh, hell. <laughs> so, yes. No. Uh, okay. Well, that's good. As long as you don't think you're funny. <laughs> so, yeah, I have my own beer tonight. And I'm drinking on this one here. It is the Hootie. By six point. A, uh, you've heard me talk in the past about the six point resin, which is oh, yes. that hundred and two. Clean your glass. Glass is fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually drinking whiskey out of it earlier, so 
Uh, but yeah, no, we are, yeah, I mentioned the six point resin, the 102 IBU IPA. This one is a lot less than that. It's a hazy IPA with five IBUs. Uh, wait. Complete opposite direction. Wait a minute. <laughs> it's all dry hop, no boil stuff, you know? Ah, okay. It's a yeah. lot of dry hop. Okay, I get yeah. that. Uh, six two six point two percent on the alcohol. Idaho seven hops, Amarillo, El Dorado, Galaxy. Five IBU. Yep. So is that just juice? Yeah, it's just juice. It's fine. Alright. <laughs> okay. It's 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 yummy little juice. I will say I surprisingly found it at the Moon Giant Eagle. And hmm. they have they have a pretty shit selection as far as mix and match goes. Um the the downside was it is way out of freshness date. Oh so yeah. Oh <laughs> that candy. would explain why it got moved to the Moon Giant Eagle. Right. We'll it's take a, your leftovers. It was canned in December of 2019. And, but it's well, still good. I say it's, it's still better than some of the beers that I've had in the past couple of weeks myself. So I can't right. really hate. You've been drinking your old pumpkin beers. so. <laughs> but I am happy to say that streak is over. That's right. We talked um, about this on Twitter. What yes. have you decided? So for this episode, uh, I went with a, uh, an 11th hour, uh, the Dream Cannon, number two. Mm. Uh, this is their, their black and blue with uh, blackberries and blueberries. It's a sour ale. Uh, they call it a vison because it's got a whole lot of wheat to it. Eh, okay, fair enough. I think it's like 4.4% ABV. It's good. I like it. It's, uh, it's, it's tart, but it's not overly sour. It, it doesn't have the, uh, the jaw tingle that a lot of other sours have, but right. it's, it's definitely got a good bit of tartness to it. And uh, I like it. Steve, I think, I think you might be able to enjoy this one. Well, I, I think I've had a Dream Cannon at Beers of the Berg as well that I did mm. enjoy. I think it was okay. more, I think it was a, like a strawberry one or something. And I think okay. the last Beers of the Berg we went to, I had a Dream Cannon that I enjoyed. So, Yeah, they, they do have several uh, Dream Good Cannons. Yeah. yeah, I think they're, they're up to it, at least eight. Mm. Yeah, I think I, I've had eight before. So they're... They, they got a good series going, and I like what they're doing. 11th Hour makes good stuff. Yeah, they do. Absolutely. Would drink again. Cool. So, let's get into a little bit of news and notes and neat. If we can bring that back, just because we, we've allowed everything to build up, and there's finally stuff to talk about. <laughs> Is this like damming up the river where we can have a controlled release now? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you got you to let it build up and then you can get enough you know, news. Uh, it's not all good news this week, but I'll try to keep some of it as good news. I I have a good news. I have uh, I don't care news. And then I have bad news. But it's not well, bad news for America, so that's fine. Well, <laughs> well, let's start with the good news. All right, so the good news is there's a distributor in uh, M-House, PA. And that's all the way out in like Allentown, Bethlehem, PA area. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, they caught some news this week because they are adding a wall of alcoholic slushies to their distributor. A wall? A wall, as pictured here. This is their wall oh. of alcoholic slushies, if you're watching on the video. <laughs> 
That That's is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> that that gives me reminders of like a, a New Orleans drive-through. Yeah. That's why I wanted to talk about it because because <laughs> yeah. we remember New Orleans and how fun that is. <laughs> oh yes. Well, it's so we've seen this kind of pop up in other distributors in PA. JRs for one, mm -hmm. they have about four machines running. Uh, this place in M House called Shangies has twenty. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So this will uh, be the new thing. So someone says, "Hold my hold my slushy." I'm going to do sixty. <laughs> I'm going to do ninety. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then we just reap the benefits like we have been with all the beer taps. I'm okay and, with this. Yeah. So the thing, uh, the thing about the ones at JRs that I've always seen, they've always been mixing like those MXD and Smirnoff, all those kind of eight and ten percent and twelve percent wines with the, slushies, uh, the malt beverages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, Shangies is actually using some actual beer in some of these machines as well. Oh, very nice. Because they have a delirium red. So, you know, delirium tremens. We mm -hmm. all know that. Delirium red is like a cherry version of uh, delirium tremens that is kind of mm -hmm. similar to the Castile Rouge or um, Omegong Rosetta. It's a, it's, a, it's a cherry tart sour beer. It's very good. I like it a lot. But they're making slushies with it out in their mouse. <laughs> That sounds fantastic. Yeah. River, I don't know if they're still doing this, but out of when it was the Rivertown Tap Room, they did Halakihiki slushes. Oh, they were awesome. Nice. I yeah, I could get behind that. Yeah, um, I know there's a, there's some wineries here in Western PA that are doing the same thing with their wines. Mm -hmm. They're they're turning mm -hmm. that into into slushies, and they're kind of doing the same thing where they're having slushies to go now. Yeah, yeah. That was that was actually where I got introduced to this whole slushy phenomenon was at Washington winery okay. right next to Washington brewing. And they are doing, they had a booze. I think it was a bourbon slushy with booze from it was either Liberty pole or red pump. I can't remember which one of the two had supplied the, the bourbon. And then they had their wine slushies. Phenomenal. <laughs> They're awesome. <laughs> and, and what's, and what's really cool about this. I'm pretty sure this is how it is across the region. If they put a little piece of paper over the straw, that means it's not an open container yep. when you yeah. take it outside of the store. It, yeah. That's just genius. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the way it is in New Orleans because they started the drive-through daiquiri, you there know, you mm -hmm. places down there. And as long as it had that little paper over, you know, over it's top the straw, sealed. it's sealed. Yeah, <laughs> quote unquote. Yeah, that was the best four dollar. The one beer distributor out out in. Uh, Chippewa, me and my buddies were playing golf last summer and we went to the distributor afterwards to get beer and he had a Long Island iced tea slushy going. Said, How much? You said four bucks. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sold. That was awesome. That's got to be the most dangerous slushy out there. Yeah, that, that took me back to like going to Canada where <laughs> Long Island iced teas are twice as strong for Andy mm -hmm. Bernard on the office. And that, no, I can actually vouch for that having been to Canada a lot before I turned 21. Those uh, those are the drinks that you uh, you get when you're two hours behind everybody else when you show up to the bar. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta catch, catch up. up. Yeah, yep. Yeah, if you're not gonna mainline tequila, long <laughs> on iced teas, and you're back in the game. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Steve, what else you got? Give us some some not so great but not terrible news. Yeah, so uh, this is just kind of ambivalent news because I mean, at least for me, because I don't really give a shit about it. Made my day. 
well no this is good this is i'm fine with the next news story oh i'm okay okay Okay. gotcha yeah no this i'm good with i want more of this and i want that delirium tremendous or the delirium red slushy the colors are just they look just look so pretty yeah (laughs) they're inviting (laughs) um but no the the next story is what i'm ambivalent about is uh so city brew tours we're familiar with them they're Mm -hmm. they're you know they used to offer shuttles around to the breweries a company based out of massachusetts but we have a we have an arm out here in pittsburgh that goes around uh breweries uh, obviously they're not running business as usual because of quarantine and things like that right they started up something new though and it is a virtual beer and cheese pairing interesting yeah so for 150 dollars you can schedule a private Zoom meeting and they will have a private beer and cheese tasting and they will teach you about pairing beers and pairing cheeses. And then for 50 to $120 extra, depending on the person and beers and cheeses, they will mail the, the beers and cheeses to people. They goddamn better. What am I paying $150 for if I'm not getting that cheese and beer? Right. That should be part of the base price. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought think. it was. <laughs> no. Me too. No, it's... I'm going to pay $150 to listen to these guys talk about cheese. Go to session 39 of the Breaking Brews. Yes. We need an hour and a half on this for free. I don't want to step on their toes, but fuck. Now, again, that's why I said this was ambivalent. I didn't know who was going to like this and not, but... So no. I want so, to meet the person no. that says, you know what? This sounds like a meaningful investment. <laughs> it, so far, what they've said is like, it seems to be all corporate events and that makes total sense because uh, yeah, just corporate events. Are Put it on like the card. That. It'll be fine. Yeah. It's a, uh, but yeah, it's $150 just for the meeting. And then it's 50 to 125 per person to get beer and cheese to those participants. Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be some cheesemonger out there that has a YouTube series. Oh, for sure. Zippo lighter. (laughs) I can do this because we have the visual. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) But yeah, Jason, you're talking about your podcast. That was with uh, Brian Reed, right? Yes. So you guys did the beer and cheese. So yeah, I mean, Brian being a master Cicerone, he is also a a very damn well-spoken food expert. And, and then we had, uh, a niece from Chantel's cheese shop on and she's a cheesemonger. She knows all of it. So yeah, like we went through, I think six or seven different kinds of cheese and six or seven different kinds of beers. And those two paired up styles with different cheeses. And I just had to go pick and pick up the beer and mm-hmm. then bring microphones and a recorder. And pff, I was like, here, you guys, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll chime in here and there. I just want to eat cheese and drink beer. Right. And it was one of the more fun shows that I ever had. I had ever done. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dennis uh, was running some, like, working in conjunction with Chantel's Cheese Shop to put put together some beer and cheese tastings, too, at one point. She does a great job, I know, before the coronavirus broke out. She had par- paired up with Beerport down in Lawrenceville and done mm-hmm. some tastings. She's done several different beer and cheese classes, and, and not just beer, but bourbon and cheese, wine and cheese. Basically, you can look her up and book her for whatever you need or whatever you like. And 
I know she's done it for different size groups as well. So definitely a good resource. Chantel's cheese shop over in, I, I guess it's considered Bloomfield. I'm pretty sure like that little area of Penn Ave right by, okay. uh, right by uh, mm-hmm. Children's Hospital. Great selection. Okay. And she's awesome. She's one of the nicest people I've ever met. So I feel like I got some good plugs to throw out. I, regard to get Chantel's is unexpected, but I have another one for segment two. Okay. With the beer I'll be drinking. So yeah, <laughs> right just plugging away tonight, guys. <laughs> hey, I, I'm kind of setting you up for him, so I don't care. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of surprised that the the brewery tours didn't take their buses and vans and kind of use them and pivot over to a delivery service. Uh, that I don't know. That seems like it's dedicating like resources that doesn't really help them much. That this they, makes. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, this makes more sense from like a money-making standpoint. Yeah, I was going to say, they can make more money if they've actually got a market for this. than they. Let's tr- well, yeah, if they're able to get hold of that corporate dollar, I agree. Right, and they, they totally can, considering the number of like corporate entities that are just sitting at home on Zoom meetings right now. Right. You know, I, yeah, I've, I've had to edit some of these this was in my job sorry sorry jason i was just gonna say (laughs) just in my job i've had to edit some of these sit around corporate fuck arounds for for zoom meetings so (laughs) i I gotta throw this out there because i was when we when i started the whole beer and food pairing thing on the breaking bruce podcast i had said you know this is good for us because we're sitting here and we get to enjoy it well people actually want to listen to it and being on the end where i actually got to enjoy what we were talking about it was good on the listener and i'd be like fuck no i i I want this in front of me Mm -hmm. i want to be eating this cheese and drinking this beer to experience the whole thing um hmm. i mean if you have your if you have your show notes right everybody can prepare ahead of time and buy all that stuff ahead of time yeah that was that was going to be what i did and then i didn't okay like basically it was like listen to the show hear what they had to say go to Chantel's and pick up the cheese Go get your beer. Do it at home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so sounds like you guys weren't too sold on their uh, beer and cheese pairing. So how about for $99, you can take a three-hour homebrewing course? <laughs> well, that's not bad. I mean, through them? Yeah, through them. And they, they will give you uh, ingredients. Oh, so okay. They'll, they'll well, send that... you ingredients for a pale ale or an amber. So it's not totally like, I don't I don't. I don't want to say scammy or whatever. So I kind of feel like the beer and cheese pairing is a little scammy, but th- this makes a little more sense. Scammy? No. Overpriced? Yeah. yeah. Maybe. And that's the thing is like, I don't want to shit on anybody that's being creative in these times. You know what I mean? Like I sort of feel like the last five minutes, that's all we just did. But <laughs> hey, you got to try something. <laughs> yeah. They're thinking outside the box, which is very commendable. And yeah, to add in some homebrewing to the, to the mix. I'm sure there's lots of people right now. I mean, I, I've been seeing a lot of the home brewers that are usually home brewing anyway, posting more pictures of home brews because mm-hmm. they, oh, yeah. so right. they have more time to make beer. That's always good. Yeah. I mean, if you can stay home and make beer, you know, again, like we, you know, you want to support local, but also if you can just make it yourself and not have to interact with the public, nah, I'm kind of behind that as well. <laughs> and it goes along the same lines as everybody that's making bread now. Yeah, you know, it's it's a hobby that you can try out and you can see the results yourself mm-hmm. on something that you buy from the store all the time. Yeah, I so. feel like I that's that's one thing that maybe I'm lacking with this whole lockdown thing is I haven't learned how to bake. 
You can learn. It doesn't have to be baking. You can learn anything. I know. Yeah, but baking is delicious. Ah, uh, yeah. Baking yeah. make you fat. I know. Ask me how I know. Baking make you fat. Yeah, that was the skill that I've rediscovered during quarantine is my ability to gain weight. Mm-hmm. I got that down pat. I I uh, I went through a couple dozen of chocolate chip and raspberry cookies over the weekend. Couple I made dozen. them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, trust me, they were good, but uh, they didn't do me any good. Oh, you know what? You know what? I, I got to talk about this. If we're talking getting fat and shit like that. Yeah, uh, game on. The Bowser's Barbecue in the Rogue County. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, they're, they're, they're smoked cheesecake. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm all about that. Like, and it's nice because, like, you get obviously you get takeaway and it comes in a glass mason jar. And now I can use the mason jar for pickling. (laughs) (laughs) The win win. Yeah. Turn it into old timey Steve. Hell yeah. I'm going to get some pickled red onions out of this. (laughs) Nice. Oh, man. All right. What's what's our bad news? So the bad news is kind of good news for us, but it's bad news for elsewhere. Uh, we're pretty, pretty spoiled in America right now as far as lockdown and quarantine and beer goes because there are other countries that are actually in a heap load of trouble. One of them being South Africa. South Africa has imposed a total prohibition of alcohol and nicotine sales throughout Oof. the, yeah, Yeesh. yes. And they're, they're four weeks into it now, I believe, with their... Uh, lockdown and prohibition how has martial law not <laughs> i i have i no mean idea. i can't even imagine well other things have broken out they've had a complete run on pineapples because people are homebrewing pineapple beers now oh yeah <laughs> that makes sense yeah people are just making janky pineapple alcohol uh apparently there was a break-in at a mortuary and people stole 97% uh, alcohol that's used for preserving bodies. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's a problem there. Yeah. That's 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 up there with like drinking Sterno. People mm. are making squeeze with you know mortuary <laughs> juice. So pretty much what they they could have learned from prohibition back in the 20s here, it doesn't work. Right. And it mm. makes things a lot worse. Yeah. Yet here we are. Yeah. yeah, breaking into mortuaries. Um, apparently, two people have died from drinking home brews. Like a, a couple, a couple tried to make their own home brews and they died. And then they're dumping four hundred million bottles worth of beer because it can't be sold and it can't be transported. It's just like sitting around and going bad. It's fallen out of quality. Now, this source where you found this news, did it say why they felt that this was the the, the steps to take they felt like alcohol was causing the outbreak yeah they think they well not causing the outbreak but they thought alcohol sales yeah exasperating it Ugh. like because wow. also also they're banning nicotine so like one there's the whole thing about alcohol and nicotine you know lowering your body's immune system so they want to prevent that they wanted to prevent unnecessary buying so if you're thinking of nicotine and alcohol as luxuries, they don't want people gathering at stores to buy luxury items. 
you know, they want to reduce domestic violence. They wanted to reduce, um, like general transmission and things like that. That's a bold and strategy. That's bold, yeah. That's just stupid. Let's yeah. take all of everybody's fun things away, and and think they'll comply. Did the article end with brought to you by the Church of Jesus Christ? <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds like so, oh God said that we can't have you drinking or smoking anymore. <laughs> Yoink! No, I, uh, crazy. I pulled this from a bunch of different sources. I think it, like one of them was MSN, and then I, like a bunch of other like UK mm. articles were talking about all these different things that have gone on in South Africa since they instilled prohibition. And obviously people are still getting drunk off like these janky homebrews. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) You can just let history be your guide because that prohibition people got more drunk. There was more booze and and alcohol available when it was technically illegal. Right. And now they're going to find a way. You're always. And you've also created a black market for people who are going to meet in secret and then they right. could still wind up transmitting the disease. Yeah. I can imagine. I mean, what was the big thing that came from prohibition in the twenties, the speakeasy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's probably something that's very similar to that where, okay, what's really causing the outbreak and the continued growth of it is people piling on top of one another. Right. There you go. And if they kept it in the grocery stores that had taken them extra, what 30 seconds to pick up a case of beer or a pack of smokes. Right. Or they could at least monitor people, mm-hmm. you know, in their distance. Now you might have something similar to like a Chicago ice truck roaming, you know, the city streets, doling out the janky beer mm-hmm. and people are like not following any protocols at all because they're not under the watchful eye of anybody. Right. They need the, and they need their, their fix and they need to, you know, any means necessary to get, get their booze. Mm-hmm. They're going to take those extra steps, those sketchy steps. Right. <laughs> But I just wanted to bring that to, you know, we should be thankful as Americans, though, because we don't have to deal with any of that. Yeah. And even as Pennsylvanians, we now have like a bunch of breweries that will ship directly to our homes. Mm-hmm. And McLaughlin uh, uh, Distillery will ship directly to your home as well. Yep. I know you like and them, Adam. So. <laughs> I, I do. I do. And I believe they're, they've always been open where you could go to their distillery regardless. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think they had, they, they weren't a sit down no, or anything. No, they, they don't have any, I think they have one chair there and there's a, a barrel already on it. It's a grandma's rocking chair, whiskey or something like that. It's, <laughs> it's just a continuously, it is, it's, you know, they've got a, a, a whiskey barrel on it and it's continually rocking. You know, they've know. got a little mechanism on the rocker. It's, it's neat, but that's the only chair in this, in the building. Yeah. So, so yeah. you're not hanging out there. Right. So, yeah, just wanted, I just wanted people to know how good we have it and, you know, stop some of the complaining that might be going on because we still at least can buy our booze in our ciggies. Yes. <laughs> if you need that. Yeah, that's nuts. I just, I, I can't imagine how they didn't see that. I mean, I don't know how addiction is over in, in South Africa. I would have to assume that it, operates or, or functions very similarly to how it would operate here. Therefore taking that type of thing away from a person isn't going to make them relax and be conformative. They're going to be high strung and probably get just flip the fuck out. 
leading to more pro oh man interesting bad call bad call all around yeah, yeah. bold i think you said it earlier it's a bold strategy con. Uh, so I'm going to finish off with one little bit of local news here, which is kind of half-assed local news, uh, okay. but insurrection in Heidelberg uh, early, I think it was in February, they announced that they were going to have a second tap room open up in Shadyside, and then they redacted that. Well, they are back again with a new location somewhere in the city. They have not disclosed where they're going to have. Yeah. What's that? Strip district, baby. Oh, it isn't a strip district. They announced that today. Oh, okay. As of our recording time, yes. Gotcha. All right, good. Penn Ave in the Strip, I believe, 1812, if I recall the Facebook post. Nice. Yeah, the strip district is oddly bare when it comes to breweries. Well, no, I probably that, a reason that, for that. Well, yeah. I sure. mean, Cinderlands sure. is down there. True. But um, what was one of the first ones? Milkman? Milkman. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's gone the way of the dodo. Yeah, they had an unfortunate setup. I just, I don't think they went in with the, they, I think you, all you could do was samplers for free. Like they couldn't, they couldn't charge it because the laws hadn't changed yet. So basically you would go in there, you could do sample pours to try the beer and all you could buy was growlers. They did yeah. not have the ability to sell pints. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that, a, that not very sustainable. No, it's not. And the beer was, it, some of it was okay. Some of it was not probably not to the point where it was encouraging a lot of folks to buy a growler. When that was mm. your only option. So, right. Right. Yeah. So, so congrats to Insurrection. Hell yeah. Bringing, bringing their new location down to a more centralized location because Heidelberg is not the easiest place to get to. I'm closer to that than I am. Well, actually, I'm probably in the middle. Whatever. I'm sure they're not doing it for me. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> I would not recommend that anyway. No, but you, you can never complain about more choice. Amen to that. So, so yeah, just a little bit of news that uh, Insurrection is is still going forward with their second location here in Pittsburgh. So, I'm all about that. That's it. Right on. That's cool. Congrats mm -hmm. to them. All about it. Yep. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. So, uh, you know, we got a little five minutes left here in the segment. Let's go back to the beers that we're drinking. Adam, how's that dream cannon? It is a hell of a lot better than the pumpkin beers I've been drinking in all the last couple of episodes. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> to the surprise of nobody. It's much more time appropriate. <laughs> yes. Amazing. Yes. Fr fresh beer versus beer from two years ago is better. Yeah. Who'd have thought? I never would have put those two pieces together. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm really liking it. I'm glad that I grabbed a four pack of it. Uh, and uh, I think this is going to be a good weekend for beer drinking. Right on. Looks like it. Uh, let's see. My hoodie. It's pretty good. I, I mean, it's not better than the resin it's just a fine drinking hazy ipa nothing to really write home about but it's not bad either and That's... it might have been better had i drank it you know within the month or so after it was canned <laughs> instead of the five months <laughs> so yeah instead of waiting half a year to drink an ipa so yeah <laughs> my bad or moon's bad somebody pick it <laughs> let's let's go with moon eagle yeah we'll say it's their fault and Jason, we'll finish up with you. How's the uh, broken it, skull? It's awesome. I, I wish I had two more to drink, but I'm clumsy. Where, where? Couldn't have dropped the one that I can get any time. <laughs> but that's a solid beer. I mean, do you, do you know the story, Steve? Are they going to have more out at Vintage Estates of that? Or is it just like a one-time limited release? I, uh, 
I can't say for sure because I haven't been out the vintage lately, but I feel like that beer is going to distribute more to that area. So I think it was more of a one-time thing for the Pittsburgh area mm. because Raw was coming to Pittsburgh on 316. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, that timing was right. I yeah. About that. Okay. Yeah, so, so there were limited quantities in Pittsburgh, but I think Ohio is getting a more continued uh, sustainable uh, supply of it. But I can't say that for sure because of quarantine and all that. Sure, yeah. No, it's a great beer. I, I, I don't. I know. I saw photos of Austin brewing with them back when they first did it, and that was several years. I mean, at least four or five years ago at this point. Because I remember mm-hmm. having bottles of it. Ah, what WrestleMania was it? Two thousand sixteen or seventeen? We were drinking the bombers of it before it got canned. Mm-hmm. It was good then. I mean, again, I, I don't remember if it's changed, but it's a solid beer. Very, very not. It's not like your haze bomb. It, it's it's got a nice West Coast complexion to it, which is that's the style I dig. So, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not overly bitter though. No, either. it's not. No, it's not. like it's it's not or overly piney in Citra, that sense. Citra Cascade and what was the third one? Chinook. Mm-hmm. Three sexy hops. Yeah, so it, yeah, I agree with you. It's a really good beer. It's just sucks that it's kind of hard to get. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. What do you Glad guys you, say we uh, take a quick break? We'll reload. Yes. Uh, we'll we'll come back and we'll talk about that show. Yes. <laughs> Not Episode <really>. five. <laughs> Adam, I got a bone to pick with you too. Okay. I, I don't know about what, but I'm sure we can we'll, we can hash it out. We'll, we'll get into it. Okay, we, that's uh, no problem. All right. All right, we'll be right back with segment two. First Sip Brew Box is a one-of-a-kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials, including T-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brew Box have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month Free. Just enter the code HOPUSA when you sign up at firstsipbrewbox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at firstsipbrewbox.com. Welcome back, everybody. Hop Nation USA 154. We got to talk about it. But before we talk about it, that being the show, I assume that we have re-upped our, our beers here. Uh, Steve, you got a new beer going? Yes, but I don't have any thoughts on it yet. I'm still deciphering it, but okay. you know, we can walk through this. We can I like this. it. We can do this together. Do we have All to right. pay you $150 to do that? No. Okay. <laughs> and I have no pairings for it either. <laughs> oh, what I have, though, is the Sunday Feels from Dogfish Head, and it's a beer mosa sour. All right. Yeah. So it, it I, I don't have much information on it. It's just something I picked up. It's an ale brewed with grape juice, peaches, blood oranges, lemon, oranges, and lime. Hmm. I mean, it sounds nice. Yeah. That's crazy because Dogfish Head has never really done anything with like a bunch of goofy ingredients. I know, right? That's really, you know off center for them yeah first uh, <laughs> uh, coming <sighs> um, all right uh, I'll so say, have, you, have you drank it yet have you had a few sips yet yeah i just had my second sip 
right. I spent more time photographizing it than photographizing. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's not a, a it's a it's not a it's not as sour as uh, you would expect. It's pretty drinkable for me. So I, I think because Dogfish Head is more of a mass market a brewer, yeah, this is pretty easy drinking. I can tolerate it, and it's fine. Right on. Right on. Jason, what do uh, what you got going on for round two? Round two, I've got semi-new to Pittsburgh, Lawson's Sip of okay. Sunshine IPA. I picked this up from my friends down at Mike's Beer Bar today. In the North Shore, they are doing to-go beer, mystery six-packs, crawlers, uh, mix-and-match six-packs. They've got a great selection, and they've got some good stuff in And I had never had Lawson's before, but I've always heard great things. And this beer is good. I, I think that – I know there was already – I was already talking with a couple of people on Twitter earlier about this, is that everybody's palates have probably changed. It's almost like Pliny the Elder was the most sought after beer forever. Mm-hmm. And when I finally got it, I was like, this is really good, but I can list five local beers right off the top of my head that beat it. Gotcha. Because everybody's palates and everybody's skill set on the brewing side has evolved so much. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm not, yeah, that takes nothing away from this beer. It's super fresh. It was canned on May 4th. So it's not even 10 days old yet. So that's like the complete opposite of your pumpkin beer from last week. <laughs> but it smells great. Like as soon as they popped the can, it was just like a tropical explosion in the room, which was awesome. Nice. I'll nice. take that. Nice. I, I will say I was never proud of having a two-year-old pumpkin beer, but I was, I was bound and determined to try to empty out the fridge and all these old beers kept popping up. Like, I forgot about you. Oh, shit. Where'd you come from? Oh, crap. There's more. Well, and as you as you said, if you didn't empty out the fridge, that two year old pumpkin beer probably would have become a three year old pumpkin beer. Right. You right. know, just get rid of it all, and then you replenished, so you're good. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I, and I feel much better about my standing of what I have in the beer fridge now, which uh, no longer includes the Hoodlebug by Levity out of Indiana, nice. PA. Their uh, their brown ale. I uh, I'm a fan. I like that's a great, it. That's a great beer. Yeah, yeah. I, this is the first time I've had it, uh, but I don't think it's going to be the last. Is there any bells and whistles to that, or is it just a straight brown ale? It's it's fairly straightforward. Uh, there's nothing wackadoodle about it. Just just a good beer. Okay. No, I was, just, I was just wondering if it was a brown ale with you know like I don't know goofy extras in it, or if it's just straight up brown ale because they they do a couple. I mean, I know they do a barrel aged version. Mm. It, right. Usually once a year. But yeah, the hoodle bug though is just straightforward, easy drinking brown ale. Mm-hmm. Pair it with food, and you'll be very happy with your decision. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could see that with a with a nice piece of chicken or something like that. Yeah, or a burger or something. Yeah, yeah it's it's solid. Brown ales are good with burgers and prime rib. Yes, sir. Indeed. <laughs> and I don't need to be a master cicerone to know that. Cicerone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cicerone. Which is the one funny part of the show we're about to talk about. Ruse Brothers. Episode 5. Yeah. It got quote-unquote better. Yeah. I Hey, full disclosure, and I'll just start it right off that 
I laughed twice. I broke my streak of not laughing at all at this show, and I laughed twice. However, okay. I'm not. I was in the last four. Good. Yeah. <laughs> However, I'm not counting one laugh because it it wasn't something that was it wasn't a joke that was funny on the show, but it reminded me of something else that I think is funny. So that doesn't count. That's me laughing at something I think is funny. That's me laughing at myself. <laughs> well, I, I guess it. What the what what caused you to laugh? Okay, so the the one that I don't count as a laugh is the non-laugh. Was there to just recap what the episode is about? This episode is all about going to a beer tasting competition, and they're all standing around drinking beer. And at one point, Willem farts. And Chewie tries to find out who's farted. And he says, I'm going to find out who the fuck farted. Mm-hmm. That's not very funny. What was funny to me, though, was it made me, it reminded me of Ice Cube face. <laughs> and Ice Cube <laughs> makes a face like this for the video watchers. And Ice Cube's face is... I smell a fart and I'm going to find out who the fuck did it. <laughs> that's what made me laugh. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I understand why you laughed at that one. Yeah. But that's just me remembering ice cube face that had nothing to do with the show. <laughs> the one actual legit laugh was a buzzer beater because it came at the very end of the episode. And the other plot line of this episode is that Adam, the dickish brewer loses his uh, sense of smell and taste so he can't participate in the tasting competition. And then at the very end of the episode, he regains his smell and uses it to smell a pile of puke. And then as soon as he smells a pile of puke, he vomits. And that was funny because it was done so quick and surprisingly. I'll give you that one. They didn't, they didn't, uh, they, they didn't uh, tell it. What's the word I'm looking for here? They didn't telegraph it. Telegraph, that's it. Yeah. I don't know which old-timey technology it was supposed to be. Yeah. No, most of, most of the jokes on this show are telegraphed. They, they take three weeks to get to, but you already saw them coming. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you credit on that one. And the nice thing was they got right back out of the joke, too. Right. Yeah, it, it was pretty quick. And I just I laughed, and I go, oh. <laughs> and then that was it. But I was like, oh, they actually got me to laugh legitimately at their show because it was, <laughs> it was, a, it was a quick, fun surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Jason, have you watched the entire series? Or I you... have. I have. Please tell me it gets better. I'm afraid I got some bad news <laughs> for you. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I think if you start from episode one and mm-hmm. as it progresses, I, I think it does get better. Yes, it has. It, but it's <laughs> better is a very, very loose determination or a very loose pejorative on this show as we as as you guys have learned over the first four weeks of doing reviews and here's week five it's i wanted it to be good and i think i was trying to find as much good as i could because of who created the show Mm -hmm. i was a big fan of the league i love curb your curb your enthusiasm um uh, jeff schaefer was a writer on seinfeld i mean these are all some of my favorite shows so my thoughts were, well, this, this has to be good. It's got these guys writing it. And boy, was I wrong. <laughs> and I think the one thing that keeps me, kept me invested 
as sad as this may be, is Sarah. Mm-hmm. She's just cute. Carmen Flood. You yeah. may remember her from such shows as... And you might remember her from other shows like I had to, I IMDB'd her or IMDB'd the show because I wanted to know her name. And then I just looked to see what else she had done. And there was two other shows or whatever movies, whatever they were. I'd never heard of either of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a fairly new cast all around. I don't think many of these people have been on much of anything. Right. I have recognized the only person I recognized was the distributor from episode one. Yeah. Uh, from the league. Kevin yeah. from the league. Right. Um, I'll tell you what makes this very intolerable for me is I hate Truffle. Hate him. <laughs> really? I hate him. I hate that character so freaking much. So, is, I mean, if you're going to put it in terms of the league, is he Taco? Is he Rafi? I mean, my thought was Rafi. Because he's just doing a bunch of disgusting shit. Yeah. Nice. Like, like in this episode, or no, I'm sorry, it was week episode four where they initiated Adam by having him drink beer out of Truffle's ass. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. It's like if they would stick more to the, you know, fairly loose term here too, intelligent humor versus just going for the toilet humor every five seconds, I think maybe they might have something. But mm-hmm. it's just a constant callback to shit, piss, come you name it it's just right. terrible yeah it's right. all poopy cummy farts and it's yeah it's awful it, written by a 15 year old right that, yeah but these guys have experience with good shows i just right it's like someone I, I'm, I'm it's like i'm gonna throw a wrestling term at you because that's what i seem to do when i come on your show when vince russo was working under vince mcmahon everything seemed to be good and then he went to wcw and they let him just do what he does on his own and it sucked ass because he didn't know what he was doing (laughs) like someone removed the governor and said here kid write a show and it's this was the result they crapped out bruise brothers and here we are gives you guys eight weeks of content for your podcast yeah great you know (laughs) right so i i have gotten to the point where i i watched episode five today i watched it during lunch and honestly within the first five minutes i walked over to the kitchen you know, cleaned a plate. I listened to it, uh, but went and grabbed a snack and stuff like that. A lot of other, you know, streaming shows, I'll pause. I'll go do something and come back if it's a 30-second job or something like that. This one, didn't care. Yeah. I, I did not care. I, and that's really bad considering this is something that, for the show, I'm supposed to watch. You know, I, I have to watch it and understand what's going on, things like that. Didn't, didn't want to. Didn't care to. No. And, and, and to me, that's that's the mark of the show right there is it has not given me any reason to continue watching it. If it wasn't for us reviewing it on the podcast, I would not have continued to watch it. The thing that I couldn't figure out was, I mean, I watched it all the way through and no, I was not thoroughly impressed. It had its moments. I think I told mm-hmm. Steve this. It had its moments, but they were so sparse that it didn't amount to enough to say this is good enough to bring back for season two. Mm-hmm. But I was reading in all of the beer forums, and even before I watched it, I was seeing people say, like, oh, I gave up after the trailer. I gave up after the first five minutes. But then proceeded to say why it sucked. Like, well, how can you <laughs> legitimately <laughs> say that this sucks if you're giving it five minutes of your time? I mean, at least you guys are tolerating it for the purpose of coming on your show and talking about it to 
whatever degree you want to say it is, but you're not just saying, oh, fuck this after five minutes, but this is what, here's all the reasons it sucks. Right. And it was a lot of the real hardcore beer people, which it, when I, before I even watched the show, I saw that it made, I was like, okay, this is just like when the league came out, all the hardcore fantasy football players were so pissed because it wasn't taking fantasy football seriously enough. It wasn't supposed to. That right. wasn't the point of that show. That was just the running theme. They're all in a fantasy league, but they're all dicks to one another, and they're all friends that hung out and just mm-hmm. ragged on each other. So this that's is the taking thing. all that and putting it in a beer context, but the jokes that go with it just aren't as entertaining, so it makes and, it hard to watch. And the thing is, on the beer side itself, I don't have much issue with it. I, well, you know, all trying to perfect a beer made of piss. Well, all right, yeah. I'll give you that one. That one's a little much. But I haven't been constantly watching it and saying, okay, that's wrong. Okay, they wouldn't have been doing that. That's completely out of context. You know, I, I haven't started that mental checklist of all the things that I know are wrong that they didn't do any research on. Right. It, you know, they just tried to enhance something to make the story better. I haven't had that. Yes, yeah. uh, you know, with the, the piss beer, awful. <laughs> awful, and they shouldn't have done it in the first place. But... but- there's a lot of shows that I've watched where, you know, if they talk about something that I'm interested in, it's very easy for me to pick out and, and pick on the stuff that is wrong just for the sake of the story. This doesn't have that nearly to the degree of other shows that I've seen. Okay. So we're talking about this and we can get into this a little bit deeper because there's two things on both sides of that fence in this episode. They have the tasting competition which that's not really a real thing, especially no. not the way it's run. Like, I don't think people are really out there giving these flowerly descriptions <laughs> to get into it. But there is something they did do and include that wasn't completely, at least wrong in the mythology, is during Wilhelm's uh, time at the drinking competition, he, gets, he starts getting drunk and somebody offers him brewer's yeast as something to eat to help clear up the alcohol and keep him sober. Now, and they properly attribute it to Jim Cook of Boston Beer, saying that he does this because he actually does do this. He does, you know, put brewer's yeast into yogurt and then eat it to help, you know, keep himself sober at drinking events. Uh, Jim Cook actually learned that from... Uh, somebody who's pretty famous in the beer world. His name is Dr. Joseph uh, Owades, and he was the developer of Meisterbrow's Light Beer, which eventually became Miller Light, and he also helped develop uh, Sam Adams' Boston Lager. Hmm. So there's Interesting. yeah, he was he was a biochemist, and he swears by this, but there hasn't been enough actual scientific research behind this to say this is true but they at least got that mythology behind that correct but did you pick up the hole in the plot line with the brewer's yeast uh so go ahead no no go ahead go explain so he meets the guy or runs into the guy in the bathroom and tells him about the brewer's yeast so he does it now he's already hammered so i don't think it's it doesn't reverse no so okay well that's a that's just a hole in the plot right yeah yeah but that well that wasn't what i was referring to when they get back to the brewery they're celebrating that they won the award and then 
Um, Adam, when he, before he's going out to get food, he turns around and tells Sarah how thankful he is that she called him to come back to the brewery and, and save his brother's failing brewery and blah, 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 blah. So then when he walks out, Wilhelm and Sarah have the confrontation where he's like, I can't believe you did that. Why would you do that? Blah, 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 blah. The next day, they're back at the bar and she comes up to apologize and he says, for what? I was drunk. I don't remember. So actually, I don't think that was a plot. Uh, a well, plot no, but he said, because when she said you're drunk the night before, when he goes, no, I'm not drunk. I took brewer's yeast. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I'm saying the way this show is bullshit. Yeah, the way this show is written, it's written poorly because we're talking about five. Yeah, episodes. Too much credit to the writing staff here. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, we're we're five episodes in, and we're just now finding out why the hell Adam even showed up. No, they said that at the beginning, first episode. They did. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that Sarah he got called, called in. Sarah called him to to come in, and she did not know that they had that rivalry. She oh, just okay. knew that he was a good brewer. Okay. In Portland, okay. where everybody's a good brewer. Well, my theory behind what we're talking about, though, in this episode is that Willem is downplaying that. And because there was also that little bit of sexual tension at the end as well, because yeah. she's, cause she's like, oh, because I care about you. Right. Because obviously women can't care about men unless it means that they want to fuck. But I think the whole thing is Willem just pretended the next day when she apologized, he pretended uh, to forget everything. Just uh, to go right by so, it. Yeah, so she wouldn't feel weird. All right, maybe you're right. So I, I, I'll i give them, I think it's still a poorly written show. Steve defending the show. Okay. I'm, I'm giving <laughs> them benefit. Hey, I'm only giving them benefit of the doubt. If this isn't cleared up by the end of the season, <laughs> then it's badly, it's bad writing. <laughs> I'll keep my mouth shut. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, correct me if I'm wrong, that clown that they competed against from Iron Triangle. Right. That, isn't that the brewery that they filmed in? Yes, Iron Triangle is the brewery yeah. that they filmed in. And that brewery is closed now? Is that correct? I don't know if it's closed. I know it's... Uh, okay. Maybe I, was, I, maybe, maybe I misheard something or misread something. I could have sworn one of those forums somebody said that it was from... They, they filmed it at Iron Triangle, which is now closed. Mm-hmm. I'd have to look it up to see, like Google it to see if it's still open. But anyway, um, somebody checked in a beer from them on the third. So nah, could be. <laughs> Adam drank a two year old atomic pumpkin. I mean, I know. yeah, I know. <laughs> Listen, we all make mistakes. <laughs> well, you know, you, you got, everybody got the rip on you last week, but I wasn't on the show. So I <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm thinking shots. about it. No, I need, I need to bring this up before I forget. Sure. In one of the earlier episodes where you guys were breaking down Brewers Brothers, you made a comment that the first season of Parks and Recreation wasn't good. What the fuck is wrong with you? Compared to the later seasons, I will stand by that statement. It was still good. It wasn't as good. Okay, I'll give you that. But the way you were saying it is that it sucked and then it started getting better. I disagree, sir. That's fair. That's fair. Great season. I I thought it was not great. Uh, The character development went in the absolute correct direction following season one but if it stayed on the path of season one it wouldn't have been nearly as good when they're out canvassing and then leslie and uh ann go back to the house and they're doing my worst or what is the lit song Mm -hmm. it's adam and um mark 
and uh, not Adam. Sorry, Chris. I was gonna say that's like season three. Yeah, I'm sorry, Chris, Chris Pratt. <laughs> what the hell is it? Andy. I'm sorry. Andy. Yeah. Andy, April, and Mark are are singing "My Own Worst Enemy" by Lit. Mm-hmm. When they're out supposed to be out, I die every time I see that scene. I laugh my ass off. I just for whatever reason, I think that's freaking hilarious. <laughs> Season one was great. That whole, so that's I, my that's my second favorite sitcom ever. That 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 surpassed The Office. Um, I don't think anything will ever top Seinfeld for me. But yeah. I'll, I'll give you that it, that it's better than The Office. But uh, to me, I think they made the right adjustments coming out of season one to make the show much much better than it would have been. I, I will give you that. I think, I mean, you could see towards the end of the first season, Ron Swanson's character starting to take that step yes. in the right direction. I don't know if anybody could ever see the legendary team. I mean, that might be, my buddy was texting me this like a month ago and he, he was watching it for like the first or second time. He said, this may be the best TV character ever. Mm-hmm. Like that's how, I mean, and again, he's right up there yeah. with a lot of the classic, whether you want to lump sitcoms in every other genre of television together or separate them into separate genres. Ron Swanson's high on the list. Yeah, but he, he made the right moves, and I thought Andy Andy in the first season was kind of a douche. Well, he, always, he was just an idiot. Right, but he, he, was, he was an idiot without having that level of charm that he had le- later on. Yeah. And I, I found him kind of grating, but once season two and season three came along, they, they tweaked them just right. And it, and it went from an okay character that was kind of annoying to a probably well, – the second or third best character on that show. Yeah, and he was actually only supposed to be on the first season. Mm-hmm. He wasn't supposed to make it beyond that, and they just realized they had gold. Right, they got to run with character. it. Yeah, they had to keep him going. Yeah, so I, I, I'm willing to walk it back a little bit to say that season one was not terrible. I'll say that, but they greatly improved later on from like season, I'll say end of season two on got way way better than season one well i think a lot of legendary shows i mean the office was the same way i, oh, I, agree. Of, I agree yeah they had legend- to find their footing yeah a lot of legendary shows have had that same type of start seinfeld first season of seinfeld wasn't great right it was good but it wasn't great i mean especially i mean and again when when you have the whole portfolio to look at it's hard to say yeah season one was terrible when you know you compare it to season nine, yeah, by those standards, it is terrible. Right, but right. I think the big problem everybody had was that Adam was comparing Parks and Rec and saying the first season was bad, but it still was nowhere near as the first season of this show. This oh no, 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 completely different level. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, I, d- does this show get a second season? Maybe. I, I mean, know. I don't want to give anything away, so I won't. We'll probably. I, I think you said we're going to do a wrap up episode after season eight, right? Or I'm, I'm sorry, episode eight. Uh, yeah. Episode eight might be the yeah, yeah. Like we're we're all back on here at once doing this, talking about this. You'll see mm-hmm. where it goes, and that's where I, you know, I scratched my head when it was over. I'm like, all right, well. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, all right. Then. Nothing else about the last three hours of my life has made sense. Why should this? <laughs> I'm going to watch something else now. <laughs> I have to turn this off now. This is bad. <laughs> well, that says a lot right there. If after an entire, an entire season, eight episodes, you, you didn't want to, okay, what happens next? It sounds like. Yeah. It sounds like you just sort of went, eh, okay, I'll move on to something else. 
it's again, it, once you guys see it, we'll be able to talk about this more freely. I just question who we have to see more of now because of where they've left it. Like if this were to go on to season two, it's kind of like, ah, fuck. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but, yeah. That says it all right there. Yeah. So, all right. It gets better. <laughs> Sarah's in all eight episodes, so. It's, yeah. a, it's a bullying can that's a bullying campaign slogan. It gets better. <laughs> <laughs> so well, did, I, did you guys have any bright spots from this episode? I already mentioned the two that I had sort you know, the one and a half. <laughs> I had a couple. I thought it was funny when Adam screamed, I'm pedestrian when he got drunk for the first time. Okay. I thought that was humorous. I, and that's the thing. Like, I am mildly entertained by the Adam character. I just, I, I think that they've like taken all of the stereotypes of beer snobs and, and pile it into one character that's going to go anti in the opposite direction of that type of person, but still use the same traits. So he's from the start, he mildly entertained me. Um, the, the, you got to admit the fermenter hammock. That's pretty cool. I'll, right? I'll, I'll give you bad. that it's one. Not bad. <laughs> but for me, the Adam character is the worst character on the show. <laughs> no, 100%. He's, he's not the worst character on the show. He's not. No, he's definitely not the worst. No, Trouble the, is the worst. The food truck. <laughs> well, the food truck people suck too. Yeah, the food truck people are the worst. Which that was the, another thing I didn't get about like the whole. Like, like this is gonna. I'm just gonna say this because like, if I don't just say it and just say it to get it over with. It's going to come out wrong. So what's her name in the truck? Becky? Becky in the truck. She's cute. But if she pulls Adam in to have relations with her and Elvis, but he has to hook up with Elvis because if he hooks up with Elvis, they're one in the same. But then the very next scene, she hooked up with Truffle. And I think right. I was just so offended because I hate Truffle so badly. <laughs> how did he get the win? How did he get in on that? But Adam, who mildly entertains me, got shafted. Pun right. intended. And so, see, I, I goes, actually so, had so, the exact opposite reaction because I Adam is the worst character on the show for me. And Truffle, I don't have much problem with. Ah, man. So I was it like, is. all right, I'm okay with this. And this also goes back to bad writing. Because we've had this sort of running storyline of Adam lusting over Becky. But, mm -hmm. and it's very obvious in this episode, she just tricks him because she's tired of, she's tired of him hitting on her. Except for the previous four episodes, he hasn't really been like that disgusting or salacious about it. Like no. he hasn't done anything to earn getting tricked into this manner. At worst, he's been awkward. Yeah. Also, how, how drunk do you have to be to fall for that? Right. <laughs> I mean, a very good question. I mean, well, it wow. is, was his first time drunk. And if you want to uh, put it that way. Oh, you, you know what? That's a good point. Still, my first time drunk. Right. Not making that. I mean, it, I don't know. Like, it, it, was, it, was, it was really weird. Just it was just a really weird plot line that that's how it unfolded. Right. It, yeah. Because again, Adam hadn't been like a dick or anything to Becky right, right. to deserve it. And in that scene, Adam's drunk. So if you want to really get into it, uh, Becky and Elvis took advantage of a drunk person. There you go. 
So. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like they have a lot of moral fiber running through the food truck, so no. I don't think that matters. No, because no, all that fiber went out the uh, the poop hose. Yeah, they did dump sewage yeah, and oil like into ocean. the street. <laughs> that that line did make me laugh when she said it smells like the ocean out here when they emptied <laughs> the truck. But again, a laugh is a very subjective term in this case too, because just going. <laughs> That's not exactly yeah. a laugh, but that's what you do when you right. watch Bruce Brothers. Yeah, there, there's also laughs of like disbelievement, laughs of like, I can't believe this is how bad it is. So, yeah, yeah, the very few comedy, actual, like, real, you know, oh, that was funny. <laughs> it's just more like, oh, wow, can't believe that. Like, laughs yeah. of, laughs of embarrassment is a lot of, uh, I can imagine happening. Yeah. Have they legitimately sold any beer on the show? Like in the brewery? I know they have their founders club and I know they had the, the bus tour come through during the actually like during the monks thing, were they selling beer during the, when they were going to have the brewery blessed by the monks? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. There you go. Yeah. All right. So they had a decent crowd for that. So through five episodes, they had one night of selling beer. You can maybe imagine that they sold some extra beer for the brewery tour, but yeah. <laughs> oh, what and- they should do is have their brewery tour people do a wine and cheese pairing through Zoom, and then everything. <laughs> Give them a also- discount, one hundred and twenty-five bucks a piece. You're also forgetting the guy at the very beginning of the first episode. He. You know, uh- Guy taking a shit outside. The Wiz from Seinfeld. Oh <laughs> no, no, not Ar- not already the strongest man in the world. The <laughs> the uh, the very first customer in the very first scene. There's that guy looking for dildos, and he bought a beer. Oh yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah they didn't. Well, that- I mean, they they had the whole name thing, which was, I guess you know, in regards to beer names and humor. It had its moments, but they really didn't press that past the first episode, if I'm not mistaken. No, but you know what? As I was grabbing screen grabs, I looked, I found a screen that had the the tap list on it, and they did change the tap list to something that was less sexually oriented. So there's a small background, like good set design. (laughs) Somebody made good set design and writing choices. It's a very weird thing to pick up, but yeah. <laughs> I guess we're to assume that once he made Sarah the manager, she yeah. took over beer naming. I don't know. Yeah, so there's there's good I beer names that. right next to that dick board. <laughs> so the dick board is still there, but there's <laughs> less sexually aggressive names for beers. It's I'm laughing more now reviewing this bullshit than I did watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a ridiculous... It's a ridiculous... Like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm not man. mad. I'm just disappointed. Um, yeah, again, I went into it wanting. I mean, I think I went into it with expectations being too high, just because I knew who was behind it. Yeah. Well, to jump back to your earlier point, Jason, of removing the governor, I think part of the governors on the league and Seinfeld, where you had other really well-known comedians. Yeah, you know, that were could be because you had Seinfeld and you had Larry David, Larry David, right? Mm-hmm. And then on the league, you had you know an ensemble cast of known improvers, and yeah. this cast is probably has no input. 
because they're a bunch of nobodies to yeah. put it nicely. Well, and what's funny going into the league, I didn't know anybody. I, I, I remembered, um, Oh shit. I, I forget his character's name on the league, but he was Holly's boyfriend on the office. He was AJ on the office. I'm forgetting his, he's, he, he had the sexual addiction on the league. I can't remember his name. Tall guy, whatever. Going into that show, I mean, I had no idea who Nick Kroll was. Anybody. Like, I just, that, that, that was all fresh to me. But I laughed my ass off the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, there, you, you, just, you can't deny funny. And that show was funny. So, yeah. Because that was more like intelligent slam humor than telling someone that they love the smell of ass which is a lot of what they do here. Yeah. Right. That's a lot of no effort jokes. Yeah. All right. Well, we're, we're winding down to the last five minutes. There's one thing I wanted to bring up and I'm very surprised. I am very surprised that we did not get a Meg Gill cameo in this episode. Oh God. <laughs> because crap in the show. <laughs> I, well, I mean, that's something the league did. The league always brought in uh, football players as guest stars i'm sure some people looked at the point. script and went like ah oh, fuck you dude yeah. like <laughs> the agent said script dependent and this is not good <laughs> keep our names out of this yeah i don't know i i thought golden road was shameless enough to appear on something like this because <laughs> yeah. there were other breweries in that competition that were actual breweries like angry horse and ohana they are right. actual breweries in the california area so right no. yeah no i don't know seemed like a perfect chance for meg gill to get her face on tv again now that she's now that viceland isn't putting her out there i guess oh did they cancel that i, I haven't seen a new episode so i assume okay no i honestly I, I for whatever reason i thought about that the other day and went and looked for you like you can't even watch the episodes on demand oh really there, really there was because i i hadn't seen the pittsburgh one in a while so i wanted to pull it up and mm -hmm. suffer through it all they have is like a three-minute interview that she did with a bartender at Arsenal Lanes. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Uh, well, that's about it. This episode sucked like the other ones, but not as bad <laughs> as the first two. I was going to say, it didn't suck Jay as Sherman. bad. Yeah, it didn't Just suck as bad. Jay Sherman from The Critic. It yeah. stinks. <laughs> it stinks. It stinks. <laughs> so with that, I'd like to thank Jason for coming back on. Hell yeah! You, you got to you got to go an episode without you know being forced to talk about wrestling. You volunteered some wrestling, but you know, uh, yeah. and I yeah, I tried to keep that to a minimum. I, we've got. I want to use fifteen seconds of this to say how horrible WrestleMania was, and how equally horrible, if not worse, Money in the Bank was. There's going to be my wrestling. <laughs> done with it. I hate it. It's terrible. Let's talk about terrible shows on Netflix from their episodes going forward. Can do. <laughs> So with that, uh, give us your plugs, what you're up to, where everybody can find you. Well, I'm working on some stuff right now, but I'm not really ready to release all the info. So just to chat with me at Jason Sircone on Twitter is probably the best place. Instagram as well. Hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know exactly when I'll roll out all this new stuff, but we'll see. And I'll come on your show and promote it when it's ready. 
Right on. But you can always go back and listen to old episodes of Breaking Brews as well. Yeah, the podcast is still going. Yeah, go to breakingbrews.com if you want to check out the first 45 episodes. I have recorded like six episodes, but oh my God, we're down to less than a minute. Anyway, I'll stop. You got to get your plugs in before we go dead here. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I got a minute and a half on mine for some reason. But anyways, yes. Uh, If you want to find us on social media, just search Hop Nation USA and that'll get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to find brand new episodes every Friday and listen as you should, then search Hop Nation USA in your favorite podcatcher like Stitcher, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on YouTube as well because of the video element we have going. And if you're on any of those platforms, leave star, leave a five-star review because we are a six-star show, but they only let us stand in front of a podium and a bunch of people and describe five. <laughs> and that's a bigger crime than trying to watch three more episodes of this goddamn show. <laughs> it gets better. It gets better. Well, thanks again, Jason, for coming on. And like, like you yeah. mentioned earlier, we're going to try to have like a big bash and do a big season review at the very end. So looking we'll forward to that. You, that. We'll call you back that, for that. That'll be fun. Yeah. I'm going to try. We all got a lot of stuff to let out on that yeah. last episode. <laughs> I'm going to try to make it into a game and, you know, see if I can make it like a PTI and put some of you in the corner when you say some wild <laughs> shit, <Just laughs> say bad you things. You said the about- magic word. How much terrible shit can you remember from episode four? Yeah. (laughs) Your game right there. What bodily fluid wasn't mentioned on the show? (laughs) So far, they haven't, so far, they haven't got in the female squirting. And I think that's Uh, it. So (laughs) three more episodes. Yeah. Fingers crossed. (laughs) You better wrap this up, dude. You got five seconds. Yeah. It's all all good. Talk to you next week. All right, guys.